Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got friend of the show, Paul Griffin. He's the Vice President of Consulting and Testing over at uh, Doble Engineering, and they're a major uh, grid infrastructure company. I'll just leave it at that because it goes into a lot of areas, and we're going to bring up some of them in our conversation, aren't we, the show? The show. Well, thank you, Alex. I uh, appreciate being back on the show and uh, looking forward to our discussion. Well, you know, it, as my audience knows, I am just a bug about the smart grid development because, I mean, we're all literally making it up as we go along, so I figure as much cross-pollination and information helps everybody. And infrastructure, which is what Dole specializes in, is a big thing because no matter how many uh, logic chips are in the network, if it don't carry electricity, nothing works, right? Yeah, that's right. And so where, where, where we are in, in supporting the, the infrastructure on the electric power side is really in the generation and transmission distribution uh, apparatus. And, uh, you know, it is, like you say, it's so critical today when we think about everything we do is so electrical, right? The iPad, the computer, everything. And then you put that into industry. And, of course, the need to run businesses is so much uh, requires so much electricity. It's, uh, the, the, it really needs to be a an asset that's always available to us. Well, exactly. And just, I mean, everyone points to having logic control and intelligent management and and the like, and your systems include that, obviously. But the other side of that coin is that transformer sitting on the light pole, if we don't know when it's going to fail, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, that's correct, and that, and that's uh, you know one of our specialties is of course the on the apparatus side is is having the tools and the testing capabilities to assess apparatus like that and identify any emerging problems with it and how urgent you know you need to attend to it and what type of problems and what you might do about it and and then look at it as a population and how do you deal with it if you have a thousand or fifteen hundred of these. How do you handle that? Because you're going to have more than one that has a problem at a time. So you want to need, need to know which one is the most urgent to attend to. Right. Well, that ties right back into the big data side of the smart grid because in addition to the operating efficiencies of the monitoring, just understanding where potential uh, breaks in the system, either through overuse or repair issues or fatigue in the system, I mean, regardless of where the disturbance comes from, the whole goal of that big data is supposed to be able to predict, so your aspect of it is as critical as any other, if not more. Yeah, yeah. you want to measure all the information you can from these, from these apparatus and then have some level of automated diagnostics, have some skilled people to, to help review that on occasion, and then also bring into it really an asset risk management system we have one called called arms asset risk management and uh you can bring in other aspects you know the value of of the components or the apparatus and the possible environmental effects and so you can start to look at not only what is the condition of the apparatus but bring it up to the next level is what is the influence of that on the system got it well and that's the, that's the key there as well because you know, there's no crystal ball involved. You have to understand not only what's coming, but what's the impact, and how do you react to that, right? Yeah, that's correct. You need you need to really pull all that together, and and you you kind of do that as a partner with the with the utility or with the industrial customer, 
of you know understanding it technically and and then allowing them to to have the tools to put in the the what does that mean to me how how important or critical is that to me and then you know I, I learned a long time ago I was we were watching a transformer for a company and it was a plastics company and uh, they were concerned with you know how much longer could I go because they were producing over a million dollars of plastics a day so you know that's a very important operation to that company oh yeah obviously now um, it's not like you just send them an email going hey by the way the transformer is going to blow in a month I mean how does it tie into your customer systems yeah, so that's one of the things we have, for example, is uh, uh, laboratories. And from Transformers, we do a, a lot of oil testing. We just opened a new laboratory in Houston. And because of you know this being a high-demand area, and uh, the laboratories do, uh, they test the materials from the apparatus. And from that, you can tell the condition of the materials to make sure that they can continue to perform the way you expect, like Transformer oil. But they also provide a lot of diagnostic information. And from that diagnostic information, this is like going to a doctor. You know, you can uh, do some testing and tell uh, to some level the, the health of a patient. And then, you know, if you look at it from a population, it would be like the CDC looking for trends and, and problems within the population of, of apparatus. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, these labs, I mean, obviously we're not just talking about a little room with a couple of guys with beakers. These are large systems that have to be maintained. They're industrial-sized systems, usually involving steel jacketing or you know, heavy chunks of metal either with transformer coils or uh, other subsystems. I mean, that's a, that's a huge effort. I mean, we're not simply saying lab here then, really? Well, no, there, there, so there's different type of laboratories. So there, there are, uh, we have a high voltage test laboratory also where we could say, take a component, a bushing, and that had failed and tear for the root, for the root cause analysis. But in the oil testing space, there's, there's oil labs that have sophisticated instruments that look at certain properties or certain, uh, characteristics of the oil. So for example, one of the key tests is for the dissolved gases. So when a transformer has a fault developing or a problem developing, it'll break down the insulating materials into gases. You can take a sample of the oil and measure the gases in the oil, and by the amount and composition, you can get a good sense of the health of the transformer. And then there's other tests that you can do like that. And, and um, so you can look at you know, they're inside of the windings, there's solid insulation. You can look for byproducts of the solid insulation. There's been issues in the industry with corrosive sulfur, so you can test the oil and look for the the seeds, the potential problems with corrosive sulfur that might be there. So there's a, a lot of diagnostic information uh, from this oil testing that, that uh, allows you to take the first cut at, does this transformer have a problem and do I need to do more more invasive testing. Do I need to take the transformer offline, for example, and make some measurements? Do I need to bring in a partial discharge expert or an EMI expert and, and look for certain types of uh, activity in the transformer? So there's uh, this oil testing is really a, a key part of the beginning analysis of does the transformer have a problem and do I need to take more actions? Mm -hmm. Now, how much of that expertise chain do you provide the customer? 
Well, I think that's you know really Dovo's differentiation is that we really do provide a lot of the expertise. There's, there's, a, there's other labs that does testing also, but Doble has really been at the forefront of the application side. So, you know, when new problems arise in the industry, such as static electrification did in the 1980s or corrosive sulfur did in the 1990s and, and developing new tools for looking at aging characteristics like the, the aging byproducts in the oil or degree of polymerization of the paper, all these types of things, you know, we've looked at them over the years and really developed the application and the understanding so that the diagnostics are really good today. That's very good. Now, it's, it's more than just the analysis, though. I've heard a lot about uh, Doble's matching that information to their database of previous knowledge and incorporated, incorporated in all of the observations that you've made over the years with the various types of technologies. How does that fit together? Yeah, no, that's a, that's an excellent point, Alex. So you know you can you can always look at uh, the data that's coming in, but if you can compare that data, so you know I had mentioned the CDC, you know, and looking at population. So say 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 I only own ten of a certain type of transformer, and another company owns ten, and another company owns a hundred, and another company owns another hundred. If I can pull all that information together and look at it as a population, then I can look for trends and early indicators of problems developing. So you can really refine your diagnostics by having that data. And so instead of just having a point that, where you can say, oh, yeah, that looks like there's, uh, that's um, a high value, you can say, oh, no, well, if I look at the trend for this unit, that's a, it is a higher value then, but if I look at the normal trend for that population of transformers, that kind of fits in it, and, and the, what you're looking at is something that's pretty benign with core heating, and it's not something you need to worry about, or the opposite, you know, where you have uh, data which says, oh, the data for that population of transformers is always low, and yours is, is tailing up in a way that looks very different from the rest of the population, and it's an indicator that it's a problem, and not only that, based upon the rate of change, it looks like it's an urgent problem and something you need to attend to right away. So, you know, it, it adds a richness to the diagnostics that, uh, you know, you just don't have if you don't have that information. Well, that makes all the sense in the world, Paul. Now, um, I had said, it, had said it earlier, I apologize. How many of these facilities do you have across the United States? So this is our, our fourth laboratory that we, we've opened. So we've uh, had three, one of them going back to the 1930s, uh, two others uh, going back to the early 2000s, and then the, the one in Houston. And again, we, you know, we saw Houston as a, as a big opportunity because of the, the dynamic change that's going on in the United States. Well, it's an energy city now, right? That's what they're calling it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and we're even we're doing another one of our events. So we've had an event. We call it Life of a Transformer, and uh, we've done it on the West Coast and we've done it on the East Coast. And now uh, we're going to do it this February in um, in San Antonio. So uh, you know, again, we see uh, Texas as a as a key area and Houston as a key area within Texas. Wow. Well, you know. Um, I agree with you there. Got, they're doing a tremendous amount in that space in that area. But I, I uh, say that, well, obviously, uh, the rest of the United States is also uh, in need of that, but I imagine you'll ship the uh, samples wherever they need to be sent in order to do that analysis. Yeah, that's correct. And, and we have teams of people all over the country. So this is it's another lab, but we have 
uh, engineers uh, spaced out all over the United States and Canada and other parts of the world. And so we, we find that a distributed workforce really works best today, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get the best people and to really be responsive to the customers lo- as much locally as we can that you need a distributed workforce. I agree. I agree. Um, how, do, um, how do people get involved? What's the website? Where do they go? Uh, is there a phone number? You know, give us some contact info for uh, people who want to get involved. Yeah, so we... Um uh, the, 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 we have uh, contact information on our website, which is really good. It gives uh, the location for all of our facilities and the uh, company information, and that's at www.dobel.com. You can also call into our, our regular numbers, uh, 617-926-4900, and that will bring you into the, the Dobel system. So, but if you know if you're depending on what laboratory you might want to use, or 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 where you're living, you know, if you use our our website as one of the contact, it has all the uh, local information in there. And then, um, if you're not sure what you want, then you just call into the general number, and we'll make sure you get the contact information that's needed. Excellent. Well, hey, Paul, uh, before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word. It could be a little bit more on Doble, its services, or even just a tip for the marketplace, but the floor is yours. Uh, thank you very much. Well, I, you know, I'm on the services side, and so, you know, if, if any people are listening in the Houston or in the Texas or Gulf Coast region, I just want you to know that we do have a, a new lab there, and we purposely put it there for you so that we can help you uh, manage your assets and understand the, their condition, the health, and provide the services you need to make the decisions that you need to make when as problems arise or in the assessment of your fleet. So uh, and we do that globally, but uh, uh, now we have even more capability in the Texas area. Excellent. Well, hey, Paul, thank you so much for coming and talking. Like I said, I always like it when someone comes and uh, reminds our audience about, you know, the nuts and bolts of uh, all of this shiny technology we're putting together to make sure it all runs properly. So I'm glad to have had you here. Well, thank you very much, Alex. appreciate the opportunity. Pleasure is ours. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.